Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Celtic Stuff Live with your hosts Justin Poulin and John Duke. Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. I'm Justin. John is alongside. We just got done the double overtime game against the Clippers. Uh, went into overtime last time. We were on the losing end of it. Gordon Hayward had a tough night, but wound up coming up with some big defensive plays down the stretch. Jason Tatum misses free throws, but still comes up big and shakes all of that off and goes bananas. Kimball Walker kind of deferring down the stretch to Jason Tatum, but he breaks, uh, I can't remember whose ankles, and tosses in a tray that really starts to separate the team in the second overtime. And Marcus Smart going for, what, 33 points? Is that right, uh, 31. 31. 30, 31 points and really started off the game really well. Got a little rough from beyond the arc uh, and then got hot again late and uh, doing Marcus Smart things like Marcus Smart does. Uh, Tice fouling out. Cantor can't play. He's hobbled. Grant Williams makes a nice defensive play. Uh, lots of uh, great entertainment as we head into this all-star weekend. So, John, pretty pretty spirited win right there. <laughs> you're, you're, you are struggling. You are, this struggle uh, is real. I, I just don't even want to think about I You know I hate all-star weekend, so yeah. there's not, no... No enthusiasm coming for that. No, but it's not even that. You're you you you've had a long week, so that's it's all coming to roost right now. But I I'm I'm gonna yeah the double there. overtime. I'm not gonna lie, like I was fighting to stay awake. Oh my god! <laughs> then, oh my god! I don't know how. Oh my god! That was like no no no. The game was great. I just oh, okay physically okay, my body was shutting down. Like I was like, and and it doesn't help that it's on TNT, right? Because. Oh. Like, the length of time that I have to keep myself awake. It's not that I have a hard time once the game's going. It's just these long commercial breaks. I'm like, dude, I can just take a little mini nap, and then when I hear the announcers come back, I'll wake up. Like, (laughs) it's horrible. But the game was fantastic. Fantastic. It was. And, you know, this was, you know, it was kind of payback for the the game back in L.A. where the Celtics really had – I think had won that game and there was some questionable stuff that went against them um, officiating wise. Some stuff went against them tonight officiating wise. Uh, 
not Scott Foster. Dog was incredulous, though. Dog oh, was losing Jeez. it all night long. Enough. Well, I don't know. You know, look, there was a lot of bad stuff going each way. I mean, but Doc's just moaning and whining about everything, which is which is his per per usual there. Uh, but no, there was. Look, this was. This, let's talk about Jason Tatum, right? Jason Tatum is the story. Jason Tatum, big boyed. He put the big boy pants on and he went to and at arguably the best player in the NBA and and he, defended him and defended and him. defended him. Right. I mean, yeah, absolutely. He dominated him and, you know, he was scoring when they needed buckets. But, yeah, even defensively, he had some amazing play against arguably one of the best offensive talents. Right. So absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, and, and look, I'm sure Kawhi is probably not giving his all in this one, uh, but he certainly wanted the win uh, and was out there you know, for a good stretch of, of the important minutes of that game. Arguably, though, the Clippers were tougher when he was off the floor. That When he came off the floor in the third quarter, uh, that's when Lou Will and, and Montrez really kind of, the Celtics were ahead, I think, by seven or eight points at that point, closed the lead to one, uh, I think as close as one, before Kawhi came back in, and then Boston kind of pulled back out. So it, it was interesting to see that, see that the lead kind of, come and go like that but uh this is all about jason tatum this is his coming out party he's been amazing over the last month to six weeks really since save the, the game the holiday, other day the yep. post holiday oh, uh, acknowledgement that's an acknowledgement <laughs> since the post it only took swoon. you it only took you a little over two months. No, uh, I'm still. Thank not you kidding. for acknowledging. Great job. Oh my gosh. But but he you know since that since you know after the first of the year whatever you know he has been really top notch, <laughs> and I think like for the Celtics fans who have been saying you know what's the top end of this team, it was always about can Jason Tatum become a top ten guy, a top five guy. And I think everything we've seen over the last six weeks not only answers that question, but maybe even the question is, is are we being too low on his ceiling? I mean, you see a game like tonight where he's doing things that are against the best in the toughest circumstances, and your name, you know, the names that come to mind are not like, well, you know, other pretty decent players. You go to the top of the list, you know, and and I just. <laughs> I don't know if you could be higher on Jason Tatum right now after a game like uh, this one against the Clippers and the run that he's been on. This isn't an isolated incident. He's been building and building and building on this. And, you know, he's a star. He's a superstar. And this is what the Celtics needed to really start to build their case towards being a, a not just a, a really decent team who can get a high seed in the Eastern Conference. The difference between the Celtics in past years and this year, they've got a guy who maybe is good enough to be the best player in one of the best series. And they haven't had that. As, as good as Isaiah was, as good as he who shall not be named was, as good as all those guys, you want to go back to Rondo, KG, and Paul Pierce. This is the first time you feel like, okay, even in those best series, maybe save Giannis, he'll have the, they'll have the best player in that series. And I'm talking about Joel Embiid, too. That's right. Yeah, no, for sure. No, for sure. Because yeah. here's the deal. Buckets when it counts. In, in ISO, they just literally at the top of the key, possession after possession, they just gave it to them. They, mm-hmm. 
granted they ran a bunch of picks and double picks and they're screening all over the place, but it's really about his tempo. He works that, and then he gets into the paint, and everybody's expecting him to do a step back from beyond the arc, and the next thing you know, as soon as he gets you to bite, he makes his move towards the middle of the paint. That's the other piece of this, and that is the reason. The fact that he will go and attack the rim, and it's all getting set up with the fact that he is on fire from three-point land. On fire. And so they talked a lot, actually, on this broadcast about how he was encouraged, uh, especially because he was settling for a lot of mid-range stuff last year that, hey, focus on the three-pointer, focus on the three-pointer. But it's not just that he focused on the three-pointer and is hitting it. It's how he's using that to set everything else up. And the game, as they love to say, is coming slower to him. So you can just see him be able to make his move, watch the defender, and before the defender even realizes what's going on, Jason's already knowing what they're doing, and he's making his counter move. I, I never see, we don't see players. I'm going back. I'm going to even you know like KG. We never saw him do it, right? And and Paul Pierce for the most part when he would set that up, he might get into a double, but he was going to go to the fadeaway jumper from the elbow. Right. What this is, is this is a guy who can literally take on two, three defenders at times four on a possession, depending on how quickly they collapse to the rim and still get a shot off. That's superstar shit. So I'm about to say something that I think I might regret, but OK, I'm going to do it. All right. I've watched the Boston Celtics since 1986. I am a diehard fan. There is nobody who is held in higher esteem in my mind as a Celtic than Larry Joe Bird. All right. I love Paul Pierce. I love Kevin Garnett. I love everything they've done for this. I franchise. can't believe you're going to say this. But what I'm going to say is since his holiness, Larry Joe Bird, since that point in time, there is no they have not had a shot maker and a shot creator and a scorer like this guy, Jason Tatum. I would agree, and, and you know how much I love Paul. I do, I do, and and I don't, and I, and I don't, really, and I'm what I'm saying is I'm not meaning to demean Paul Pierce at all. I'm, I'm what I'm saying is though, but just like so it what elevates you were saying, Jason Tatum, it, it, it just I mean, elevates come him. Come on, Paul was such a ice in his veins, sure. stone cold killer of a sure. shooter, just seriously. But Jason's got it. The He's got in, it. Oh. And he's got a lot more defensively. Yeah. This is year three. He's already as good a defender as Paul Pierce ever was. Well, and yeah. you can see that he's got the same clutch. And that's not going to go away. That doesn't disappear. You can expect if Tatum's healthy for the next 15 years, potentially, right? Seriously, he could play for the next 15 years, and he's not going to lose the ability to hit that big shot. So I mean I'd love to I'd love to you know Rich Gotham and Wick Brospect to just go to his locker right now, and and just give him the max contract right now, give him the the, the Ben Simmons deal the 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 super max deal whatever it is, uh, because I don't want to see him ever play anywhere else. I mean this guy, the, all he's got all the tools. I mean the tools in his bag right now, the footwork, the ball handling, you know. And now adding that shot at the rim, again, 
Harrell is not the greatest defender, but the one where he was at the rim, took the blow, and was strong enough to be able to still get the ball up over the front of the rim, even though he he took the chest blow pretty strong. You know, you you take that on one step, and then two plays later, he's stepping around a guy to get a you know a lay in. I mean, and then you got the three, and then you've got the step back, and then you I mean. Boom, boom. You start adding all these different pieces up, and it's like, well, what are you going to do? I mean, this is this is Kevin Dur- – I mean, we want to talk about – it's hard to compare to, to eras because of, you know, the fact that they didn't have the three as, as the weapon it is now. But this is some Kevin Durant stuff that's going on right now. This isn't like um, – you know, this isn't like, you know, well, he's pretty good. I mean, the the skills in this guy's tool chest are so varied and so vast that, like, how can you not just look at a game like this and be like, whoa, you know, and, and that's not to say that there aren't great players elsewhere. I mean, when Trey Young is scoring a whole bunch of points and Luka is, is outstanding, but that was what we saw tonight was like something's coming. And as you said, 21 years old, 21 years old among the top five in net rating. So he's doing it. He's doing it on both ends of the court. That's not happened with Trey Young in Atlanta. Well, and so it's here's not happened other, in Dallas with Luca. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Like you can, you can say things like, eh, it's a virtue of the team they're on, right? This is would be, this is what a detractor would say. Well, look at the team. There's tons of talent, you know, and especially there's tons of talent that can shoot the ball. So they're just spreading the floor and it's opening everything up for them. But that's precisely why this game was such a distinguishing game for him because it didn't matter. You know, you can say all that spacing. They collapsed the defense. He had all the attention. And they just continued to just try to find a way to create. And they got him a little bit of freedom, but he was literally just creating everything almost by himself. Um, You know, and, and, and that's what this team, to your point, outside of like Isaiah Thomas was definitely a guy who was going to go get buckets. And we were in the postseason and he hit some big shots, but he's not, he was never going to be able to do it against the likes of somebody like Giannis, right? He was never going to go mano a mano in the postseason, you know, with that level of player. He wasn't able to do it against LeBron. You know, that's just the way – that's that's right. the truth. With with Jason Tatum, to your – and that's what you were getting at. Here's a guy who, outside of a series against Giannis, is probably going to be able to be – the best player in that series in many scenarios, you know, if he continues on this trend this year, but definitely for years to come. And, you know, it has everything to do with the fact that he's able to make things happen all by himself. And he's the defensive end. I mean, he's, he's been there on the defensive end, you know, in terms of what he means for this team. But, you know, what you were just saying too, Justin is like, this is, uh, you know, the, 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 the flack he gets for, for being part of a team and, and well, he's got, like you said, he's got all these other players. This team is not as good without him on the court. I mean, every single time you watch a game, even if he's not hitting his shots, what he does for the team in terms of the geometry, they survived the loss of everybody else. It's huge. You yep. can't, he, his defense. So the play that ended, I think the first overtime, which was, uh, the Ka- Kawhi gets it and he comes around the screen. They, now they had 
Gordon on him, which I thought was weird. Kemba brings the double and draws the charge on Kawhi, right? They had Tatum on the weak side guarding both Lou Williams and Shamit. No, Lou Williams. No, and Mook, right? I was going to say, it's got to be Mook. Yeah. yeah, it was Mook and, 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 and Lou Williams in the corner. Now, you know, you've got to think, okay, but with the, the size of Tatum's arms – I mean, how many, how many deflections does he get? But you know, maybe he could actually touch those guys, you know, from stand at the elbow and touch both guys. I mean, you have so many, so many more abilities. It's not quite Giannis, but it's pretty darn close um, for a, maybe a mere mortal, I guess, just in terms of what those, what that wingspan means, rebounding wise, defensively, game deflections. It's um, you know, that's that's the whole package. And so even if he's not hitting, he's he's impacting the game just with his his length and now his his strength and being able to couple that with uh, with that uh, wingspan. Yeah, it what a phenomenal game. Hats off to Tatum. He's on a roll and he's on a roll that isn't going to stop this. This I mean, yeah, he's still going to have some off nights. But what you're seeing is the emergence of a superstar. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. All right, sports in the spotlight once again as the NBA season is heating up. As you saw uh, tonight, college basketball has the drive on to March Madness, and the Wilder versus Fury 2 fight is shaping up to be a great one. You can find all the odds and information with our exclusive sportsbook partner, Bet Online. For over 20 years, Bet Online has been providing customers with the first to market odds and giving you the ability to bet anytime, anywhere. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and have a little fun with some betting action today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. You know, John, I know the millennials are going to just laugh at me when I say this. It's hard to imagine that it's that there's been 20 years of online betting. Seriously. You know, like, we haven't even been doing this show for 20 years. And I feel like we started podcasting nearly as soon as you possibly could. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's And we've only been doing this for 15 years. But 20 years of online gambling, that's, I mean, I don't know. The internet, uh, 20 years of the internet. Still seems like yesterday. Yes, I'm an old man. Thank you. Thank you. This is your public service announcement. <laughs> it's it, yes. Things have things have moved fast. I mean, 20 years ago, the whole 20 year thing is is crazy to think about. It's 20 years since the millennium, you know. Well, that's, all right. So it's even crazier to think. This is where I'm going with this. That 12 right. year 12 years ago was the Celtics 17th championship. Mm, I like where you're going. I, I think I like where you're going here. And yeah, I'm, you know where I'm, I'm going. excited about it. And I am not Any, surprised. That anything's possible we could be talking about next. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it's it's not a surprise that they chose the night that Doc Rivers was going to be in town yeah. to announce the fact that they're raising number five to the rafters. Like, Return to the Rafters is the movie, right? That's the movie we were in. Now I get to tie it all into Kevin Garnett. Number five going up into the rafters, and uh, you know they just—I—it's just not a coincidence. Right in as last game 
as you head into the All-Star break. Doc Rivers is in town, so you know you're going to get tons of money quotes for the local media about the decision. But I, I am so pumped for Kevin. And there was never a doubt in my mind the way that he changed and shaped the culture, his attitude in the locker room, his fight, his furiousness. Um, I know we had hoped that we'd see more championships you know, after after trading for him, and uh, we never had that opportunity. We obviously lost in uh, 2010 to the Lakers and Kobe after beating them for the championship. A little bit of a bummer there, but that era was a saving grace. And if you remember when we started the show, it was, what's Danny doing? Like, he could never do anything right, right? I mean, he was getting slammed. And then all of a sudden he trades for Kevin Garnett and everything changes. And I think it's even given the organization a little leeway during their rebuild um, because, you know, of the way that went. It's like, hey, we've done it once before. Some people were being a lot more patient with this rebuild. We're on our way back there. I can't believe it's been 12 years. But, Kevin, congrats, man. Totally earned. I'm. I'm a bit surprised that we've seen so many people on the internet and probably Jeff Goodman is the one who probably most notably uh, our, our fellow CLNS uh, fella um, surprised that, that the Celtics are retiring a number of his uh, Garnett's number. Uh, I, it's a, it's the biggest no brainer to me. I mean, I, I don't know what more he could have done uh, to deserve that. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, uh, Jim Luskatov didn't deserve it. And that's not to say that Frank Ramsey didn't deserve it or Cedric Maxwell or Reggie Lewis or all these guys who maybe weren't stalwarts uh, on multiple championship teams. But there is you could argue there's no one who's been more responsible for forget about the 2008 Celtics being what they were, but really making the NBA and today's kids look at the Celtics differently than Kevin Garnett. You know, that changed a lot from 2000 to July 31st, 2007. We remember it well. Uh, we remember that's that seven months video. To the day after January 31st. Right. I remember finding out about you. That's right. Yeah, the great oh, what, what NBA killed it with that one. Um, if you haven't read, watched that, I've watched that like every like few months just to well up inside and, you know, anyway. Well, what's funny about that is they played it as if it were a flashback. Yeah. And now it is. Now it is. Now it is. And kudos to the Celtics. The, the, the whole rollout was fantastic. Not telling anyone it was happening. Uh, of course, the press knew, and so they all had their phones up ready to record. But, um Really, you know, kind of springing it right before the All Star break, before the Hall of Fame stuff, uh, you know, all that. I, I thought it was just, it was, it was pitch perfect. Celtics know how to do this; they do it well every single time. And and uh, it's not like they retired him before Paul, right? Like that's, absolutely, time is know, right. They, they did it the right, they did it the right way. The respect was in the like, it just they, they are a class organization. They definitely know how to treat, you know, the contributors to the franchise. And, you know, there's, there was some, why didn't Minnesota, you know, they should let Minnesota retire his number first. Why? Like, 
I mean, I understand, okay, give them some time, but it's been a few years here. Obviously, there's bad blood there with the Timberwolves franchise and KG, and I don't think the Celtics should, like, sit around and wait for, you know, that to cool over before they deal with that. Uh, You know, he did a great thing here. His time in Minnesota is its own thing, and and they'll deal with that and reconcile the way they need to. Yeah, Minnesota got – Thank you. Minnesota got their warning shot when Paul Pierce got retired. There wasn't anybody around who didn't know that KG was going to get his number retired in the next few years after that. You know what I mean? They were on the clock. If they wanted to beat the Celtics to it, you know what I mean, then then they should have got off their schneid and done it (laughs) right after Paul went up because they they had to know tick, 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 tick. Right, and they could have done it that year. They could have done it last year. They could have done it this year. So, you know, whatever, Minnesota. I mean, they've been a mess for a long time. There's a reason why, you know, everyone has been wanting to get out of there. And so I'm, I'm happy with it. I love it. Um, here's the big, you know, the big question to me is, is this when peace happens? Is this when everybody comes to the table? That will be interesting. I don't think so. But no, because I would, KG, I would like it to happen. K, yeah, but KG would not like it to happen. <laughs> I know, but I, I, also, I think I yeah. think I think he would if Ray was at least accepting of some fault. And I think the issue has been Ray is not willing to accept any fault in this. I did the right thing. I was right to leave. I was right, you know. And he's been so. It's been so important to him to like get that out there, let everybody know that he was right. That I think, you know, it's just KG being KG. You know, he's <laughs> he's not going to back down. But if you if if I think there's a there is a way to break that uh, logjam, I would love to see that happen. You know how I feel about Ray. That hasn't yep. changed. I want him. Um, I want him on the outside. I like him right where he is. Well, I I've. I think it'd be better for the franchise and better to, to put that to bed, but we all know who was right. And and it's not the guy that wearing number 20, whose number will never get retired because of it. I like it just how it is. And I think it's great for everybody. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I'll never let think, it go. I'm going to get more. You, I'm going to get all those tweets again tomorrow. How do you think they're going to do? How do you think they're going to do it? You think it'd be like Paul's where, I mean, it's a long, that was a longer stretch. You know, everybody from that era is going to be there, right? Yeah, they love him. They're all going to be there. Rondo's going to be there. Yeah, Paul Burke will be there. Yep. Probably big baby. Big baby. Yep. Shedding some tears. <laughs> Absolutely. He's going to make him cry again. <laughs> He's going to make him cry oh, again. Oh, man. Do you think we'll get Nate? Maybe he maybe after they retire the number he could jump up on Big Baby's back. Shrek and Donkey, man. Shrek and Donkey. Shrek and Donkey. Great. I hope they have fun with it. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like Paul's was very um it wasn't it wasn't stale, but it was very it was almost very formal, right? Like you gave us, you know, most of your career really everything outside of Washington, every good part of your career. And, you know, it, and I'm not saying they didn't have fun, but I hope with KG, they get a little more loose. Do you know what I mean? 
And, and and I would love to see, like you said, you know everybody's going to be there, separate. <laughs> I would love to see all the all the guys, you know what I mean, like kind of have fun with KG a little bit. Because, you know, he he will take that so well in that setting. You know what I mean? And I'm sure he takes ribbing anyway. But that's like just giving somebody a hard time but having fun with it. You know, that's KG's style. Um, I hope they tell... I hope they tell stories about what a nut job KG is, because we all know he is. I don't you know think I mean? a lot of them they can tell, but <laughs> I think you know. True. But it, you know, I, Paul's I think, getting loose though, like being on TV. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. getting really loose. That so could that could be some stuff that comes out. You know, the other thing to remember, Paul's was remember Paul was like the last of the old guard. You know, I mean he was. He, you know, he knew Red. You know, he was around when, um, you know, Ga- yeah, when Gaston still owned the team, for God's sakes. You know, Patino. I mean, Paul has tentacles that go back to the older era of Celtics basketball. Um, not certainly the, you know, Dave Gavitt and, and all that, but but he goes back to that era. And so I think a lot of that history was, was kind of coursing through the Paul Pierce ceremony. I think, I think KGs will be a lot different. I think it's going to be set the I tone for right. the new guard. It's, it's going to really be area 21 out there on, on, on the parquet. You know, I think it's going to be loose. It's going to be storytelling. It's going to be a lot of profanity. I don't know if there'll be a cuss button, but I think it's going to be, I think it'll be everything you expect you'd want it to be. Um, but he's gonna have a hard time. There will definitely be a joke about swearing. There's no, you're no, right. They will. They they. But I just mean like whoever introduces him when it's his time to talk. You know what I mean? Like they, that's the first thing that's gonna be out of that person. Like I don't know if I should hand you this. <laughs> right. Right. There's families here. You know, like that's gonna be the like he's definitely gonna get. They're going to acknowledge it and make light of it, and then he's going to be like, oh, man, I don't know. I'm going to try to – you know, he'll be rubbing his forehead. You know, he'll be like, I don't know if I can – I'll do my best, you know, and – ah, oh, dude, I All love right, it. All right, let's do, let's do this. What are your top three KG moments not playing? Like, not about him playing the oh. game, not like, you know, I got he got 20 and 10 opening night or not. You know, I mean, obviously, any obviously like, anything is possible. You know, is at the top of my list. Like okay. I was just so pumped with that whole. I mean, we 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 took that audio clip and abused it on this show. Um, and he was just such a character. Um, I'm trying to think of like non basketball moments, like just character moments. Uh, just like yeah, him being a yeah, character, punch, yeah, punch, yeah, punching the bully in the mouth. You know, like all yeah. those, like that interview, that post-game interview, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that inspirational, I mean, there were a lot of post-game interviews, right? you know, that I sat through in person that were just, you know, not all of it, I think, you know, always got out, you know what I mean? For the most part, you'd get the full, the full interview, but so there's that one. Uh, what are some of yours? I need to think a little bit more. Right. You're well, talking about. I'll, I'll go a couple. I'll go uh, bar fight. 
bar fight when he was talking with with Craig Sager, and uh, oh, yeah. they, they were down in, in Dallas. Tough game. It was a bar fight. Bar fight right now. It was a bar fight. He just kept saying bar fight like over and over and over again. Which he was just so like all lathered up, and it was dude, it was, I love it. It was so it's great. Totally not substance induced, but it really no. looks like it should be. Oh. <laughs> Completely bananas, right? Um, I God, think I the next. Them. The next one would be me, 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 uh, me, That's Clark Kent right there. Paul Pierce says, I'm Batman, garbage man, whatever you need me to be. <laughs> that's Paul. That's Clark, Clark Kent right there. That was That's probably number two. I, I'm not ranking necessarily. Number three, I don't, it, it's tough. Grit and Balls. Grit and Balls was pretty good. And also when he did the... We got no hair, long hair, wet hair. That whole thing when he was doing that, that well, that was that was a great one too. Oh my God, God, he was so entertaining. Hilarious, just Dude, hilarious. I forgot about me, 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 me. Dude, he's That's another great. One. That's another one I look up every so often on YouTube. It was just, it was just oh my God. I mean, the, the knuckle push-ups. I mean, when he's doing the knuckle push-ups, I mean, that's in a game, I guess. But like, I mean. <laughs> So insane! What the hell's he doing? You know? Yeah, I was thinking but, the Cobra. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> God, he was awesome. The best. The he was. Best. He, he wasn't just dominating; he was entertaining and antagonistic. Yes. yes. And that's what made it so great. You, you know, know, and for old timers like you and I who go back, right? Like, and listen, we were talking about this. Uh, I, I was talking about this with 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 Nick um, when he and I were doing the show and we talked about Kobe and all that. Like part of what I think the older fan, um, you know, folks are KG's, you know, age, like, like we are, we appreciate a guy like him because he's, his, his uh, competitive fire, it burns so deep. It reminds us of, you know, of what we saw in the eighties you know, and not being all like, "Hey, what's going on, buddy?" and hugs and all this stuff. That was not. Yeah, the, at, at yeah. All. This this was your hand around somebody's throat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like without going that far, you know, because you couldn't be Ron Artest anymore, right. right? But without going quite that far, it was drawing back to. You're absolutely right. You know, a different era, a different fire, different competitiveness. And, uh, you know, he always said, he's like, I don't need to be there, Fred, you right. know, and that was something that since then has been emerging. Everybody's all buddies, all huggy, huggy. And I don't know, maybe it's a New England thing, but it's not our style. You know what I mean? And he, he came into, so that's the other thing. So here he is. He, he, there's no way he fit in Midwestern America. You know what I mean? Like his, he, he didn't belong there. Like how he made it that long in Minnesota. I have no idea. I really don't, you know, everybody's really nice and, you know, you got the whole Fargo thing going and all shucks, but, you know, this was his home. <laughs> this, you know, most right. of the rest of the country is like, we cannot stand people from the Northeast. Like they're way type A, overhype, you know, <laughs> work too hard, <laughs> you know, all of it, you know, and, uh, but he's, a, he's one of us. And so, you know, there he is up in the Northeast, and all of a sudden, I think he found home. 
I think he literally found a place where his personality was just so embraced. And I got to think he's going to – I would really – I would hope that he would talk about that on some level about how Boston embraced him because he's – he talked about it a lot. You know, if you remember the – I think I asked him the last question after they won the championship. You know, have you seen the – you know, I think I asked him, have you, have you seen the, the, I, you know, I, I, uh, I remember finding out about you commercial and he was like, oh yeah, that's great. You know, whatever he said. And then I, you know, I said, but sorry, you know, Boston's really embraced you. You know, can you talk about, you know, what this city's meant to you, you know? And he was like, ever since I came here, man, you know, they, they just open arms, you know? And I just feel like I know maybe Boston's not his home. But I know it for, for it's his sports home, like you know the culture that he played in matched his attitude and his style, and 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 you know you look at players that don't mesh in this market, and it's obvious why, you know, and even the media they go for blood on those guys, you know, and even Ray Ray didn't fit Ray's personality fit. I mean, he did it maybe it's a great matter, player though. to UConn, but it didn't matter. <laughs> right. But, but it didn't matter. At, All the oxygen was taken out of the room when, K, when KG walked in. It didn't yeah. matter. They no, had all the quotes they well, needed. And, <laughs> well, not only that, but but the media matches the region. So they loved him, too. They embraced him for all of those same reasons. And you're right. Uh, what you just said about Ray, I think, I think Kevin did take a lot of attention off that anything that was going on in the locker room because he drew so much attention, it actually deflected a lot of that. It would have been a lot messier without him. It would have looked maybe a little bit more like last year because there was a lot of drama going on in there. And okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and step on Ray Allen just because I felt like I need to. Uh, you know, Ray. So, happy Ray, Valentine's Day, John. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is my Valentine's. <laughs> I love it. Do it up. You know, Ray. Ray likes to act like, you know, I had to sacrifice, and he did. He did have to sacrifice shots and sacrifice points and sacrifice opportunities and all that to be the leading scorer on his team. But, like, look, let's be honest. Was Ray Allen going to win a championship unless unless he went through that? You know, maybe he would have ended up a, as, a, as a, a shooter on a Cleveland Cavaliers team in 2010 or 2009. You know, maybe maybe he would have found his way to the Heat if that had all happened the way it did. But he was... He was never going to be the focal guy on the championship no. team. And, and, right, and so, you know, maybe he becomes the guy he was in Miami, but he never would have been a big three as a champion without KG and Paul. And I think that that's part of what maybe also drives some of this is that it's a lack of appreciation too for being part of that core. And and I think KG appreciated what what Ray did. I'm not sure that it's as reciprocal as it should be. Um, but you know maybe I don't want to sidetrack from the appreciation of what KG is. But I just feel like a lot of this is about that kind of lack of respect thing. And you know, I can understand it. I can, I can get it. So that that tone that he set and, and the bar that he he set for everybody, you know, players, coaches, broadcasters. You know, you're gonna sit here. You're gonna sit here. Uh, 
That's 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 a special person. And yes, you retire that guy's number. You close out that third banner, and now there's going to be a new banner at some point. I don't know the first number that'll be on it, but it might be. It just might be number zero. Wouldn't that be a trip? <laughs> on a night like tonight, we may have just saw the next guy's number who goes on that banner. Well, I think we, uh, yeah, barring injury, you know what I mean? Keep your fingers crossed. Let's hope we get to enjoy this. You know, and the great thing is, you know, we saw a lot of great years of Paul Pierce, but the team wasn't competitive through all those years. This would be great if we could see Jason Tatum on a super competitive, if not championship, contending team year over year. Um, you know, that would that would just be awesome. That would be awesome. All right. I know we're going to head out. The one thing I will also say, really enjoyed the little media moment since we're talking about those with Brad Stevens' daughter asking him who his favorite daughter was. That was classic. I really I really thought that was cool. So I'm just going to throw that in there and say this broadcast will be available on demand on the CLNS Media Mobile app. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at CSL underscore Justin and at CSL underscore Duke. Heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in, and remember that you can help support the show by subscribing to Celtic Stuff Live on iTunes and Stitcher. We'd love it if you gave us a rating and a review because your feedback is important to the show. For staff writer Sammy... Elias. Executive producer Larry H. Russell, the founder of CLNS Media, Nick Gelso, and my co-host John Duke. I'm Justin Poole, and thank you for listening to this week's edition of Celtic Stuff Live. The outtakes. I know, but what are we going to talk about? <laughs> I don't know, but we're recording this, so this works. We're going to talk about the... The, well, you're going to talk about the All-Star Weekend. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. This is, this is John's outtake. This is my outtake. <laughs> outtake it away. Outtaking the outtake. I cannot stand the All-Star break. Why, I, why do you? Okay, why, okay, all right. This is right. It's this just is so annoying. Every year we do this. I know. It's fun. You <laughs> love it. You you don't just love our back and forth, you know. This this is clockwork like the post Christmas letdown. Yes, <laughs> this, it is. You can de- death taxes post Christmas letdown, and Justin hates the All Star. That's weekend. right. That's right. Literally hate it. I I even tried. I think I tried to tune in a little bit last year, and I'm like. It's such a yawner, dude. It's so played out. They and. You know, the more they try to come up with, like, new things, like, I'm like, meh, you know, and then, and then, oh, (laughs) and again, no disrespect to Kobe and his family, you know what I mean, or any, or, or, you know, anything basketball related, but the fact that this is just going to be one huge Kobe love fest, you know what I mean, with a whole bunch of people who probably didn't even like Kobe, just ripping off of him. I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, cause you know what I mean? Like sometimes that's just pathetic. And I, and I'm not talking about, this is not a disparaging comment to Kobe. It's about all the posers out there. You know what I mean? It's about all the, Oh, Kobe's the awesomest, you know, and Oh, this is for you, Kobe. And it's like, yeah, I bet you half the people that perform and go do those things. Don't even know basketball. You know what I mean? Like that again. It's like it's like the Super Bowl halftime show. It's just such a. I don't know. Wah, wah.
I know you love Debbie Downer, Debbie Downer, but I just, I can, I cannot, I loved the slam dunk contest as a kid. And I think, you know, I remember watching Del Curry in the three point shooting contest. Okay. So that's, that's the date that we're talking about that, you know, what is that? Late nineties, midnight? No, no. Early nineties. Yeah, that's when I yeah. that's when I lost it. You know what I mean? Like probably as I was leaving high school, heading off to college, somewhere in that range, I was just like, you know, it's it. I'm sorry, but I I don't think there's been that creative of a new dunk like in a long time. I mean, probably, I mean, I don't know, maybe since D Brown. I mean, I don't, I know <laughs> there's definitely been some creative ones since D Brown. But my point is, is like that. I, I just I think we've I've I think we it's run its course. I don't think there's that much more to give that's going to be like oh that was a crazy dunk compared to last year. You know what I mean? Um, and the whole saving it for last thing. So how many how many awesome dunks did we not see? Because you know what I mean? They didn't they were saving it for the end of the contest. Or how many people did their best dunk in the first or second round and then had nothing more to give? Like that just kills me about that contest. You're right. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're right. No, it, it's it's not what it was. It's not you know Jordan and Neek in Chicago Stadium of 1988. It's not you know, it's not D Brown. It's you know, but there are years where it's it's really good. Uh, I think the Aaron Gordon dunks, you know, those contests were really good. Um, Levine's had some nice ones. Vince Carter, obviously, your Kobe did it. Um, you know, it, it's peaks and valleys, but I think I think they should go Harlem Globetrotters with this event. If it's going to be this crazy, you know, think about all the trick shots that Marcus Smart does. There's got to be more than just Marcus Smart around the league that does crazy little trick shots. Remember all the Markel Fultz videos? That's what they should do. You know what I mean? Like just well, they had a horse. They had a horse contest a few years ago, and it didn't go well. That's because that's lame. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay. Well, isn't no. that kind of the same thing? You got you know match for no because yeah, but you can't match somebody like. You can't match somebody's creativity, and then they do something totally crazy and difficult. You know what I mean? But I think, I think just let the court be a total blank canvas and let them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how you structure it. It might not even need to be competitive. It could just be fun. You know what I mean? But like, encourage people to come out and be like, "Yeah, this is my trick shot." You know, or I don't know. I just, I you know, I just think they have to go way off the map. You know what I mean? And and the, the tried and true thing is, you know, not working, you know, or or I don't know. Take them out of their element. You know what I mean? Put them in some sort of a con- like do a crazy, ridiculous, like obstacle course, like those old TV shows. You know what I mean? Where they try to get through the obstacle course, you know, or make them make them run an America's Ninja Warrior course and see how far they get. Do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, just take them out of their element and have some fun with it or something because, you know, bringing, bringing, you know, something like that to the table. I'm not saying, like, take the basketball out of it. I'm just saying if you want to bring something fresh and creative, you know, put them into those kinds of environments somewhere along the way 
you know what I mean, and just have some fun with it and uh, see where they go. I don't know. I think if you if you boosted the 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 money, it would help a lot because I don't think. I mean, the, the stakes for Jordan winning were, you know, the, the dunk contests were huge, not just for him, but for the Jordan brand, you know. Now these guys make so much money, you know, they make it, – it's – the prize is like nothing. Now, maybe it still wouldn't matter, but if you add the pride to a prize that was something that would make you think – Maybe that would change things a little bit. I just you're I right like though. It's no sort states. of like the it's sort of like Father's Day, you know, when you're 50 and established, right? What do you get the man who has everything? You know, well, yeah. same thing. How do you get skin in the game for guys that already have everything? Right. I mean, Bird was so cheap that fifteen thousand dollar check he got for winning three point contest was huge, even though he was making a couple million a year. You know, that's that's a huge difference. You know, now these guys are making 40 million. You know, is a $50,000 check really going to cut it? Probably not. Maybe, but probably not. So I just I, th- I think they got to think about things. You have like to get that. them something rare and valuable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a like no leopard. A, a pair of sneakers worn by Kobe in the finals. You know oh what I mean? God. All right, go go off, King. Go ahead, go off. This no, no, that's The 24 points, you don't want to go after that actually, one? I actually, you know what? The more I've sat on that, I actually I actually kind of like that. You know what I mean? Even though even the, it's not it's not the NBA or the All-Star Weekend paying respects to Kobe that bothers me. So I wouldn't go off on that. It's just going to be, you know, every musical artist that performs is going to have a Kobe jersey on, you know, just like I said, all the fakers that come out for these events, you know what I mean? And and, and uh, that's the part that's just going to make me want to barf in my throat a little bit. Like, oh, my. Just oh, my. Gross. It's just gross. And 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 I actually think it's I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to go off on that. The 24 points, you know, for the final quarter play until. You know, you hit that score, 24 plus whoever's in the lead. Um, you know, I I think that's kind of a neat little spin, and I think that's kind of a cool little way to respect him. It's just, it's the other stuff, you know what I mean, just the, the played outness, you know. I, it's actually, it's the exploitation of his death. That, that I was trying to find the words, Ooh. but 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 that's legit what, what would be unsettling, even though... I'm not going to be like Kobe was the best and all of that, you know, because, you know, you and Nick covered it best. You know what I mean? You really did. But I still don't think it's right to exploit somebody's passing. And that's the part that's going to that if there was ever an all star weekend that I was going to be turned off by, it was definitely going to be this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's, it's going to be a lot of it. And, you know, we'll we'll see if if they hit the mark or not. I, I'm doubtful, but anyhow. All right. Well, we can we'll, call it. we'll be back on the other side, and you know when we do, uh, I am some fun game. Quite a curmudgeonly old man these days, aren't I? You, yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm putting a lot on the on the, the sleepy time nature of tonight, but uh, you know, it, we come when the <laughs> come back. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm really trying hard, man. <laughs> I've lost my youthful soul. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I was, I was 
Democrat when we started the show, and now I'm a Republican. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're still listening, um, Justin. Tell him, tell him, buddy. All right. You're welcome. Ha, <laughs> ha.